cool. Matt, um, this is uh, this is fun. This is the start of a uh, hopefully a, a, a long and fruitful journey for us together. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I'm really uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So we've been talking about this for a while. The um, tell me again, what did we decide on the name of this thing? Motherbox, a new gods podcast. Did we say that? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that kind of uh, that covers it, and it's uh, it's a fun it's a fun name. I like it. <laughs> I do too. I, I think it's. <laughs> Yeah, it, it has, conjures all the warmth of mothers and <laughs> all the strangeness <laughs> and of, of boxes. boxes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think yeah. That, if people don't know what mother boxes are, then um, then you'll have to listen to the show because we will we will discover that as we go along. But it's a it's a an artifact of uh, of New God's law that will yeah. undoubtedly come into play. And also, it, they they have been involved in the movies to, to a certain degree as well, which That's is. Right. Uh, which is part of the reason why we're why we're starting on this adventure. That's right. Well, the smart thing, the crafty thing you 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 thought of is that we should put new gods somewhere in the title, so that if people were searching for that, it would uh, it would be abundantly yeah. clear. <laughs> yeah, that's like it's a little bit more of a uh, a cynical side to it. <laughs> it's just the idea of sure. um, you know we Marketing. wanted to call it like a fourth world podcast, yeah. but you know it, it, they're more these this kind of like a uh, unit of comics that we're going to be kind of diving into and discussing is, is usually called the uh, fourth world. But right. Um, right. because of uh, the, the new gods movie that was announced recently, I thought uh, it's a good idea to kind of marry those two worlds together. And also, you know, we're both very much outsiders to the, you know, the fourth world um, mm-hmm. comics, you know, none of us are, you know, experts on the subject. So right. I like the idea of, uh, of people that only know, of new gods through the movie announcement want to know more can kind of find out along with us as we go as we go through them definitely definitely actually yeah let's let's this is great because what we want to do is kind of set up what we're doing here you know this what is this project what is the goal and so and why are we doing it and i like that you've kind of set that out that you and i i think we're imagining ourselves as sort of point of view characters for the listeners (laughs) who maybe (laughs) have um a, a you maybe have some knowledge or superficial knowledge about um, Fourth World and, and New Gods and Jack Kirby. But um, I, I guess what I wanted to do with you is talk through why we're doing this and how we mm-hmm. enter this, you know, this journey <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and and what interests us about it. And uh, exact, it's exactly as you say, some of the, the timing reasons we'll talk about as far as the, the announcement of the New Gods movie in, in development, um, directed, slated for um, Ava DuVernay to direct. Um, but also just, you know, our comics fandom and sort of this moment in time. So, so we'll talk through some of the things about uh, why we are um, getting into this and then stick around listeners, uh, folks, probably everybody who listens to my show is already a listener to your show, but we will, the second half of this will carry on on, on that's the issue where we will, um, where we will talk about the first three issues of this whole, uh, giant voyage. <laughs> right. Yeah. It yeah. starts in a very unusual place. So that'll be, that'll be an interesting uh, place for people to, to pick up the issues from. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of point of view characters i think it starts from a really <laughs> funny kind of mm. like, uh, what wine yeah an unusual start that's yeah. right that's right. right so we'll get into that hello podcast listeners we're the hosts of the dc3 cast i'm zach i'm vince and i'm brian each week we discuss most of the new releases from dc comics focusing mainly on rebirth wildstorm and young animal 
We also look at the news of the week, discuss the film and television adaptations of DC material, and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, my wife, bad to end the Dio impressions, this is bad, what the f***? And an in-depth look at DC each week. Join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us. Uh, maybe actually I can start by asking you what your previous um, experience and, you know, knowledge encounter, your previous encounters of this um, fourth world New God stuff. And along the way, we can sort of tick off the background you know, information that 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 kind of um, grounds us in 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 this reading project. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I think um, I I come at the New Gods from a very strange place because the New Gods are referenced a lot throughout DC Comics mm-hmm. history, mm-hmm. Um, uh, from obviously from the seventies onwards, um, and they they make background appearances. They they're in you know the the new gods and dark side especially right. um people will potentially know some of the characters before right. they know of the fourth world and the new gods and and the where it all begins mm-hmm. and so there's there's references in the movies so you know dark side is potentially the big bad of the you know justice league dc universe that's going ongoing at the moment right. um obviously as you mentioned the new gods film that's coming out as well but before all that i i kind of picked up on dark side and mr miracle and orion and uh, you know new genesis and that all through comics that weren't new gods comics that weren't the jack kirby comics so they were you know they were um uh, final crisis yeah. they were some soldiers they were they were what times of the ryan and there were there were things like, like that 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 you you know dc have used these characters quite a lot throughout um throughout their kind of last 30 40 years right um and so i wanted to i've wanted for a long time to actually go back and read these old comics and um and dive into the actual fourth world as a as a as a unit of of comics mm-hmm. and explore jack kirby's original vision really um, because it does work as one long saga, mm-hmm. um, even if you know the actual issues themselves are, are all a bit all over the place. That's right. Um, and it, you know, as we'll kind of discover, it didn't. His initial ideas for what the fourth world should be and what it turned out to be were two very different things. Yeah. But um, but you know, because of being able to buy comics digitally, because of the omnibus edition mm-hmm. uh, that's come out recently, we're able to read these issues a lot more. Uh, a lot easier than we were a few years ago, even. So, yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, that's kind of how and how and why I uh, got into. What about yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, the um, the whole fourth world stuff, like you, is stuff that like I, you know, was passing familiarity with. And actually, I think the first mm. time I encountered those characters was in um, Jim Starlin and Mike Mignola's Cosmic Odyssey. And I remember reading oh, that okay. as a kid, and uh, it's just gorgeous comics. Um, and really just being uh, pretty, like, entranced by these characters, right? Like, Darkseid being as uh, frighteningly powerful as he is. He stands, uh, you know, with his wide girth, with his arms behind his back, 
like my grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's an and, imposing authority. And exactly, a frightening imposing authority figure. <laughs> and I just thought that was I'm brilliant. getting a good picture of your grandpa now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's pretty close actually. <laughs> pretty spot on. Um and uh and so uh and, and then you know I think uh, Orion and and um you know others were in that in that series as well. So I think that they they sort of um, entered my my comics imagination that way as characters. On the other hand, mm. I was actually pretty avid a, a reader of Kirby's early Marvel stuff as a kid, just going to the library and getting collections of old Marvel, right? Yeah, and yeah. really, the the sort of um, creativity, the way that Kirby was found is foundational for so many comics people because of his you know his deep imprint on uh, as the king really <laughs> yeah, um that yeah, was absolutely. on the other side what didn't come together for me was that uh you know the king is the one who uh created this this kingdom you know so you know it's kind of exciting for me as i said earlier this is sort of us as your point your ignorant point of view characters because i've never actually read all of the fourth world stuff i'm no expert and so um, you know, I think like you, I've read more about the new gods, kind of see them, seen them kind of flit in and out of stories than actually like spent time, sat up close with them. Yeah. And so that, and you know, a whole bunch of other things I got, I got all these things that make this really, really exciting, a project for me to, to read together, uh, different curiosities that all kind of converge and come together with, uh, with doing this reading with you. Yeah, that's exactly it. And I think that's exactly the reason why I'm excited to to dive in the way the way that we're hopefully going to, because mm-hmm. it's as you say, you can read DC comics, you can read DC comics for decades mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can go back. You can go back to the 80s, 90s. You can read all of these comics right. and still not really have a full exploration and understanding of the new gods and it's you know it's not like you know you can read dc comics and if you don't know who superman is then you you're reading them wrong (laughs) because he's everywhere you know same (laughs) with batman like he's you know within you could pick up a comic that is not a batman comic and pretty much figure out who batman is within a couple of panels whereas the new gods they're they're there they're in Mm. the background but Mm. they're they're such a there's such a, a distinct and separate, um, you know, worlds, separate worlds, as it were, mm-hmm. um, separate like basis of characters yeah. that is, you know, heavily, heavily referenced and heavily revered right. in the DC kind of oeuvre. But, um, right. but it's never there. You can happily go along without ever reading these these issues. Yeah. But um, but that would be doing a, a, a grand disservice to what is arguably Kirby's masterpiece, yeah. really, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, even from not having, I've not, I've not actually read all the issues myself, and I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to reading it all. Mm-hmm. But um, from all, from all the kind of, you know, external kind of reading around this subject that I did yeah. to prepare for this, yeah. you know, I think from many, many point of views, it's not a, it's not perfect. You know, That's it's right. not a perfect kind of um, capsule of of, 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 of fiction. Yeah. yeah um, sure. But it is, it is, it is unique in in what he tried to do, and unique in what he did accomplish. Mm-hmm. And you know, as Kirby himself, those issues were influential, as you said. Right. Like we both mentioned, completely different stories right. that these characters appeared in. But more than that, I think the actual style of of, of comics writing and and fictional kind of exploration that he that he that he you know creates with these characters, I think is is entirely influential yeah. um, on on the DC universe and and comics superhero comics in general. Yeah. You know, moving yeah. forward. Absolutely. Yeah, and and I think you you know, so I mean, I think without being pedantic, you could really um, make a case for why it's necessary to read 
this stuff, you know, the source mm-hmm. material, the actual to, to sort of like go back to the actual scriptures of these characters. But I think from <laughs> another perspective and one that's totally legit, somebody could just say like, okay, I, you know, I think I know enough. Like, you know, mm. like you said, I think there's a sense of that about this truly being this imaginative masterwork of, of Kirby's, but also others who, who critique it as really convoluted and really like, really like, you know, a, a, a aborted project, you know, like a, a failed, it, it sort of never, never met the promise of what it, um, you know, sort of, created what it threw out there but 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 i think that um for me there's many there's several reasons <laughs> we've, we started to touch on them to go back to the source yeah. material but i think i think that i guess what i'm saying is like you can't fault somebody for deciding oh i don't need to read that stuff you know like i just i, I can yeah. see a much better version of it when ava duvernay <laughs> makes it into a cool movie right i want you to just filter <laughs> yeah. it for me into like the best of what this stuff is and then uh retell it to me in a way that's you know contemporary and and palatable and stuff like that but but for me the project is it's 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 some of the things that you said and i'll just tick them off like it's um it's his artistry right that there is this Mm -hmm. um sense of this unfinished masterpiece that like you know kirby invested so much of himself in um it's the historicity of it it's like the fact that jack kirby 1970 you know emerging from uh you know decades of of comics work uh like like a lot of this for me is also just wanting to not not only know these characters in this world but really to kind of like learn kirby from a specific angle um yeah because kirby i mean kirby's got there there are entire publications that are monthly explorations of kirby right you know so (laughs) yeah absolutely yeah the expertise the sort of um you know the the following is huge right and, and, and I know it's, it's like a huge world that has always kind of been like right there, you know, oh, that's interesting that people have that much history and lore and, um, you know, col- these collections of his, his work and stuff. It's like right there, but I'm yeah. just, you know, I'm just outside of it. So it's like a little, this is a way to kind of d- dig into it, you know, to, to, to make the four way, mm-hmm. the foray into it a little bit. Um, and, and I think it's also like we've been saying, a set of characters and a, and a, um, a story world that has really, uh, you know, a lot of sharp relevance, you know, because of the Mr. Miracle series um, by by Tom King and Mitch Sherrods and, and then the movie coming up and then, you know, appearances of, of Darkseid ongoing and stuff like that. So I f- it feels like a good time to be kind of like returning to the source material, to have the history lesson, to do analysis of the artistry, uh, to touch on the themes, uh, stuff like that. All, all of that is in the mix here for me as as we read this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think also like just to, you know, completely agree with everything you've just said. I think, um, <laughs> the, I think we're, 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 we're looking at, you know, our focus is going to be on, uh, the, the new gods and the fourth world saga as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think because it's such a personal work for Kirby and it's yeah. such a, um, it's such a perfect example of, you know, the highs and lows of Kirby's, right. you know, work and his output. Right. I think there's, I think we'd be, we'd only be doing half the job if we just covered what was in the actual issues. I think yeah. if we, if we just literally said, oh, okay, and this time Darkseid does this and it's very good. You know, I think firstly, that's not, that's not what we're like anyway. We're a sure. bit more, we're a bit more pedantic than that. Sure. But, but also I think, you know, I think we'd be, uh, we'd be doing a disservice to the comics if we didn't explore. What, right. you know, what, who Kirby was, what he, you know, what he'd come from, what he would go on to do. Um, and just why these books are, you know, that's why they're so influential, why they are so revered and right. also why people, 
you know, you're right. People should people don't need to read them, but hopefully people mm-hmm. will want to read them. Yeah. Um, and um, and hopefully we can we can be there right there with them and yeah. uh, provide a little bit of um, a little bit of commentary to go along with their their uh, reading experience. Totally, totally. So, so actually, that I feel like that's a good setup. Maybe we can talk a little bit about this here project, like this the podcast's mission, the podcast's plans, you know. And then after that, maybe we can do a little Kirby background, a little Fourth World background, a little bit of movie talk. How's that sound? Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. So I think what Matt and I are thinking, and now I'm speaking, I'm breaking the the fourth wall and speaking to <laughs> listeners. I think we're thinking that this is like a, a reading journey we take, right? And people, you know are hopefully y'all are hearing the invitation to from us to to read with us and to um and i think we're going to take it a chunk of issues at a time but also the goal is to invite on um, more knowledgeable guests um who who, uh, who can kind of inform and speak to and and you know just engage in the kind of either engage in the close reading with us or just kind of give us some general talk um, but I, I, I like this idea that there's so many angles at which you can come in and read this. Like maybe uh, it'd be awesome if we could get some Kirby experts to come and talk to us about, you know, uh, him specifically. Maybe some DC yeah. heads who have just seen these characters through the ages uh, <laughs> come in and school us on on the variations of Darkseid. Uh, you know, maybe somebody who, who some folks who um, may just have actually a more contemporary perspective that they can look back and think about some of the themes, um, some of the cosmology, or the, you know, like the good and evil thoughts, ideas there. Um, so I think we're envisioning a variety of people joining us uh, as we kind of walk through, uh, you know, through a pace, a schedule of reading through the the whole, you know, fourth world material together. Uh, did I get that right, Matt? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seeing as we started off the podcast by saying we don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> I think it's a good idea that we uh, that we get experts on as well to uh, to kind of balance that out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll boom tube in some. Uh, I'm probably using that wrong. <laughs> we'll boom tube in. <laughs> well, some... we'll find out. That's right. We'll know. find out. That's right. Uh, we'll we'll boom tube in somebody to tell us if we're if I'm using that right. Uh, and um and I think both you and I are relatively innocent to the, uh, about of this. You know, like we don't know this stuff deeply, but I think you're going to hear from us our own fresh kind of reactions to to the work as we you know discover it along the way. Yeah. So um, I'm excited yeah, about that. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what else? Yeah, what else? Me too. I'm excited about the idea of. Um, yeah, I'm excited about the idea of, of of working through a piece of work. You know, I think we could. You know, all too often when you're reviewing um, individual issues, you just focus on the one issue, right. um, and then you know you move on to another thing. Or you, you know, especially with something this old and this, you know, again, I don't want to keep saying it's influential, but you know that's what yeah. it is. When you're looking at something like this, it's it's a it's it's easy to to kind of look talk in sweeping gestures you know and talk right. about how the fourth world saga did this the fourth world saga did that um however you know reading through each individual story reach, reading mm-hmm. through it as it almost as it was published but certainly in a reading order that um you know that we can break it down into chunks we can talk right. we can explore the themes we can explore the the ideas that are uh, being presented by kirby yeah. um then um i think that will provide a bit of a it, it, I, I'm looking forward to the idea of having this completed unit of, yeah. um, of you know, pro- project right. that we can look back on and go, actually, you know, we've explored, we've explored 
the, the um, you know this piece of work. We've explored it from beginning to end. We, right. we you know we've we've engaged with it on an almost real time level, really, um, yeah. as we kind of read through it and we have guests on that you know can can help us fill in the gaps in our own knowledge. And um, and yeah, hopefully that will provide something that we can we can then give to other people and right. say you know this is. This is a piece of work that we, uh, as we'll pro- probably find out really soon uh, in the second half of this conversation, um, but it, it's a, it's very much a, much a book of its time. You know, yeah. there are there are the lingo that they use, the even the structure of the stories themselves are right. very much of their time. So anyone going from Ava DuVernay's New Gods film yeah. straight to the comic shop to pick up pick up a Kirby omnibus of New World of New Gods is is going to have a jarring transition. Right. You know, so. Um, so hopefully we could provide that gap in the middle and just yeah. go, you know, you know what? It's they're worth reading. You know, right. you definitely want to be reading them. But right. um, but join us. You know, yeah. let us kind of be there with you, and, and we'll talk you through it, and we'll explore it at the same time. We're gonna right. have so much good things to say about it. So much amazing, you know, kind of impressions to be had um, from from this series. But also, we're not going to be afraid to, you know, to poke at it a little bit and make yeah. up a little bit of fun with it as well, just to kind of you know show that. <laughs> It, it's it, it is difficult sometimes reading books that are 45, sure. 50 years old, right. um, but still still have relevance today that we can find. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely, that was a great, that was a beautiful pitch for it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which, I sold that well. You did. You <laughs> whether did, we live you, up to that expectation, or not, oh, I don't know. You, you did fantastic. Yeah, whether we whether we live up to it, but you know, <laughs> I think you know, folks, come on the journey with us. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think. I, I think Matt, the, I, I forgot to mention the other reason why this is exciting for me is I I like talking to Matt Loon. This is like a little little thing that, that the, <laughs> yes. you and I get to do together. Uh, which is uh, so much fun, and all it will be obviously bringing in, as we keep saying, other voices. Um, you know, even if we if we don't have guests, just uh, Matt, just reading this together with you is gonna be gonna be fun. Um, it's gonna be a fun burn. Fun interview with you. I'm uh, I'm really excited to be on this journey with you. I love talking to you as well. <laughs> um, cool. So um, I guess uh, a tip for folks is that um, we're reading through it. I I'm not actually. I didn't check in with you about this. I'm reading the giant omnibus that DC published uh, pretty recently. Um, the Fourth World Omnibus. It's called Jack Kirby's uh, The Fourth World Omnibus. Sorry, it's called The Fourth World by Jack Kirby Omnibus. Let me get that title straight. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, a giant $150 phone book, two phone books stitched together. Um, which uh, you can, you know, I guess I'd, I'd say if folks want to read with us, you can pick up that omnibus. Uh, you can, Like, it's great if you can support your local comic shop um, and pick it up because just buying this book will probably support them for, <laughs> well, that'll be your share. <laughs> for a while, yeah. <laughs> for a while, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but, uh, but right, but, you know, if you can't do that for whatever reason, it's on Amazon uh, for about 90 bucks. And um, if you're in the U.S. at least, I'm not sure about elsewhere. Um, you can get it in stock trades for $87, which co- mm-hmm. covers your free and very, very slow shipping. <laughs> um, but actually, there was a, a, do you know about I mean, the they've air- got to carry it. It's a heavy thing. So. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, you gotta, you got to pay those, uh, the, those folks doing all that shipping, <laughs> carrying it across the country. Um, do, you, do you know about the error, the publication, the publishing error in this thing? No, I don't. No, tell me. So, so I and again, I don't know if this is just a U.S. thing, but there was a page that was misprinted, and so um, just one single page. And so, folks who bought the original um, misprint uh, were able to sort of send it in for a, a replacement. 
but you can actually oh. buy the the misprint version at in stock trades right now and it's it's half off it's 75 dollars. so just for oh wow yeah for american listeners what is the error if, if you haven't got one of you with the i do one. actually because i have oh. pre-ordered this thing and um it is just a page <laughs> it's like one page oh. that that should be um uh, i forget which issue but it should be a page of one issue and it's like a page from a previous issue and uh really i mean you know a, a, a drop in the bucket uh to to the whole thing so if you get the error yeah you, sure you yeah know, you can download the one page that <laughs> is missing and you'll be just fine so um, <laughs> yeah. but uh that's, yeah. um, that's better than the uh the german version of the of watchman that i was given uh, absolute watchman that my uh, my mother bought me for christmas oh my uh, gosh tell me year, about this a few years ago yeah, she uh, she bought me a just a German. She bought me a version that was on my wish list on Amazon. Sure. Um, but um, when they sent it me, they it was all in German. I, I, I sat down on Boxing Day and I, I just I started reading through it and I was like, hmm, I don't remember it starting in German, but maybe that's kind of an artistic choice Hilarious. on their part. And <laughs> I started reading the rest of it and it's like, oh yeah, no, it's uh, this is this is wrong. <laughs> this wow. is a mistake. I knew more was dense and literary, but come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I thought, oh, it's quite impactful to start with, quite intense. Yeah, I wonder what message Seriously. he's trying to convey with the with, with his like German Rorschach. But no, no. No, that is a great <laughs> story. Mistake, that is at least, hilarious. Uh, at least this, uh, at least the omnibus will be readable for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty oh, good. Dear. That's pretty good. I yeah, re- yeah. I feel like reading something in another language. Yeah, I mean, I don't have no idea if you studied any German. I didn't, but like, um, it's a great way to um, <laughs> to appreciate the the wonders of dave gibbons's art <laughs> Just have no idea what it's saying. yeah that's it <laughs> yeah i was gonna say yeah that was that was the only thing i could appreciate because uh, sure. none of it made any sense to me apart from the art, so yeah <laughs> one of those long text pieces huh um that's a great yeah. story um <laughs> the, the other thought that i had is if folks don't want to um you know, plunk down that big chunk of change um i think the the so basically we'll get to this with the background but um you know we're we're looking at three Generally, three series plus some more: uh, Mister Miracle, uh, Forever People, and New Gods. And I think you can pick those up in trade collections and and whatever, and or buy digitally or whatever. And then you know, I think you can get those Jimmy the Jimmy Olsen. So the fourth thing that's in there is issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, uh, which you know we will be talking about issues one thirty three to one thirty five, which is sort of Kirby's debut at DC. And you can get those on Comicsology for like two bucks each. So um, that's another yeah, way I think folks can um, read along. That's how I'm reading them. So awesome. I'm reading um, I'm reading them all through uh, Comicsology. Uh, the Jimmy Olsen issues, the only issues of Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen you can buy through Comicsology at the moment are the Jack Kirby issues. Is that right? Um, I didn't know which that. Is, uh, yeah. yeah, which is fine for me. That's that, obviously that's uh, that suits what we're doing here. Sure. But um, <laughs> you know, those people, you know, if you wanted to explore some of the crazier side of, of DC <laughs> Silver Age, then those old Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Olsen. There you go. Covers. If you just if you just Google Superman's pal, pal Jimmy Olsen, look at the covers, which you know is unfortunately that's the only place I've been able to to find any of the older ones. Those covers yeah. are wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah so yeah. Uh, so yeah. So that's how I'm doing. It. I'm doing it through uh, digital. I bought. Um, awesome. I picked up those issues of Jimmy Olsen. I didn't. Those are the only things I didn't have. I did have um, Mr. Miracle and New Gods and Forever People yes. uh, previously, even though I haven't haven't read them yet. I think uh, there were a sale that was on pre- a few years ago or something. I can't remember, but um, yeah. I've got yeah. them all anyway. But yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, so there are multiple ways of, of reading them now, which is great yeah. because um, for a long time um, you weren't really able to to read the the fourth world saga. Right. Uh, mm. 
Um, the I bought before this omnibus came out that you've got. Um, they they had four smaller omnibus uh, mm-hmm. that were hardback or pay, or eventually paperback. Mm-hmm. If you try eBaying those or try going on Amazon Marketplace for those, you're mm-hmm. paying over a hundred pounds. You know, wow. hundred and fifty dollars per per volume. Wow. Okay. Um, I managed to pick up the first volume in. I think it was in. Um, like just a bookshop, and they had obviously the cover price for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I picked it up thinking, brilliant, this is one of four. I'll, I'll start my collection and start reading them. Um, right. went online to find volume two and just couldn't pay less than a wow. hundred pounds for it. Yeah. Um, wow. Hmm. So it, that was, that was a real shame for me because that was at a time where I was kind of eager to dive in. Um, right. but I think that almost, that almost is one of the reasons that put me off reading anymore because mm-hmm. i had the book and i'm pretty certain i read these jimmy olsen issues because if they were if they were at the start of that volume then i definitely read them then mm-hmm. um but i probably stopped after that because i thought well right. i can't i won't be able to continue even if i do so um, right which is a shame right but, uh, yeah. But yeah it's all yeah. available now it's all digital comicsology on the bus so you know please do read along with us it'd be uh, you'll get a lot more out of this podcast if you do yeah absolutely yeah and matt i want to pick up a couple threads that you that you um put out there but Please fill in if I missed something about the what the project or the podcast is is going for. Um, but I I think we do you know um, I, it, you're, you're you're sort of talking about the publication history of this stuff reminds me that so much of this is uh, my interest in this project is that I think we comics or the industry or whatever spent so much time doing not not doing justice to Kirby. You know, hmm. uh, whether Absolutely, it's Marvel's yeah. acknowledgement of him or whether it's a matter of like publishing his material in ways that honor him enough. And I think that's something that's, you know, now now rectified or starting to be rectified. Right. Last yeah. year was the Kirby centenary where we had like all kinds of celebrations of his work. And and I have always had sort of scrounged up wherever I could get them, like all kinds of collections of Kirby stuff. Um Challengers of the Unknown and, and, and Boy Commando collections and of course the old Marvel stuff and then um Commandy Omnibus and, and stuff like that. And and actually one of my prize um comics possessions is a is a New Gods Artist edition, which was the first time that I spent a lot of time with this work. Yeah. Uh, I'll probably um obnoxiously bring it up <laughs> through his, throughout our, our podcast in my New Gods Artist edition. But <laughs> uh, I'll probably share some images and stuff like that um yeah. when I talk about it. But you know, I think that it's that it's it's also an attempt to sort of like rectify a, a long history of not doing Kirby justice and, and trying to do him right and give him uh, uh, sort of the, the the just tribute, not without critique. You know, I think you and I share share that idea that we'll have some things to um, make fun of even <laughs> in some of the overall, <laughs> overall material, but but to really just kind of give it the the fair kind of treatment. Um, on that note, the other thought that I had is that we should probably shout out that you know this whole idea of having a a podcast podcast read through project you know others have done it with other texts i'm thinking of um you know jay and miles explain the x-men uh i am thinking mm-hmm. of uh, i think you and i both have been um fans of wait what podcasts um baxter building read through even if i'm not reading it through with yeah. them <laughs> yes uh, yeah, and then, yeah and then we have a, a recent example speaking of watchmen that uh you know that we have going on right now too uh with some some friends of ours right Yes, yeah, Hassan, uh, Hassan Osman Elhow and Kieran Shiak are doing uh, Under the Hood Pod, 
which is uh, far more minutiae or, or <laughs> going into the finer details than we will be. Um, we'll be covering multiple issues per, per episode, but they cover a page of Watchmen every episode, um, which is um, an, an insane project. But if, yeah. if two people know about insane projects it's those two um with you know the the volume of output that they have between them is uh, is That's staggering right. so uh and it, right. it, they're very entertaining it's, very, it's a very good podcast so we're very much standing on the shoulders of giants um absolutely but um i think when it comes to uh you know these kinds of podcasts and comics comics specifically but also any kind of entertainment i think if you if you didn't do something because someone else has already done it, then you'd, you'd never get anything done. <laughs> so yeah, I think we're uh, we're going to uh, we're going to dive in and uh, and kind of yeah. put our own take on it. Um, and I think yeah, you, you're absolutely right about Kirby's history. I think um, you know, obviously, apart from the fact that it's something we want to explore anyway and we want to mm-hmm. highlight as we're going along, I don't think we would be able to talk about Kirby without talking about the you know the the disservice that has been done to to him and his legacy uh, right. over the years. Right. Um, and we'll explore that in greater detail as the as the episodes go on, I'm sure. But um, right. but yeah, there was there was a lot of mistreatment of of him personally throughout his career, and then post you know post his death after his death in 1994. You know, since then, you know, more more has happened, more right. has um, moved in that in the right direction right. since then. But um, but you know, even as I said, even as a as a few years ago, it'd be you'd be hard pressed to to read. The Fourth World, which is arguably his, his greatest work, so it's um, right. it's very t- tricky to kind of uh, to to see where you know th- to to marry up the two ideals of of this you know, the king and right. you know every single artist, writer, creator in comics would be you know would have him on their Mount Rushmore, you know mm-hmm. of, of mm-hmm. kind of comics greats. Yeah, uh, he would be there, um, and to marry that idea up with the idea that he. You know, he didn't make a fortune when he was right. alive. You know, it's only in the in the royalties since then that his his estate has been able to uh, to kind of uh, recoup what they are deserve a deal. So um, so yeah, it, that'll be an interesting aspect to to cover as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Um, by the way, <laughs> a quick aside: is there a UK version of Mount Rushmore? Like, if if you didn't if you didn't have a Mount Rushmore as a reference point here in the states, is there something in 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 the UK that uh, is just like large heads that <laughs> you know, really... large, large heads? Um, <laughs> sure, yeah, we we have uh, yeah, we call it Mount Nigel. Um, it has okay. um, it has four uh, it has four. Ooh, who would it have on there? Yeah, let's have a think. That's uh, that's a whole other conversation, I think. Of who would be on the Mount Rushmore of uh, Britain? Uh, probably Winston Churchill, the Queen. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the, the fourth one's interchangeable. They they change it every year. You know. So uh, so this year it's Ed Sheeran, but uh, yeah. you know, fingers crossed, I'll be able to get myself on there someday. <laughs> Maybe. Keep working at it. Yeah, yeah. Dream high. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, the other thing that you said that um, got, really got me thinking was also that. Um, I think there's also, you know, the poignancy of Kirby um, and, uh, you know, we, we are going to also, I, I've, I, for one, am excited to read some of the books that I've actually had on my shelves for a long time. Charles Hatfield's book, Hand of Fire, uh, Mark Evanier's many, many writings from um, studying and knowing uh, Kirby. And so we're also going to be kind of drawing on our, our nerd library here to um, fill in the background. But I just feel like there's also, as we read this, 
I mean, it's it's so not autobiographical in one sense, right? You know, like it's nobody. This is nobody's yeah, autobiography, yeah. but it it is in the <laughs> sense that you get the sense of a, of um, and now I'm getting into some of the Kirby background here, but like you know, um, somebody who who sort of lived the 20th century, right? Kirby born in in 1917, yeah. sort of at the, you know, during World War One, grew up in the Lower East Side in New York, um, self taught as a comics artist from reading uh you know, from reading Milton Kniff in his, uh, you know, in the newspapers and, and really kind of came up in, th- in the 30s and 40s in, in that sort of nascent comics world, met and married Roz, um, his wife of, of his whole life, you know, his, 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 yeah. his lifelong yeah. love, which is a beautiful thing itself, and, and eventually four kids. Um, but, you know, Kirby is there at the dawn. He's there at Timely, creating Captain America, you know, creating all kinds of characters with Joe Simon. He's there at National, which becomes Timely, which becomes Marvel, and then at National, which becomes DC, you know. He goes off to fight in World War II, um, you know, which, which of course... Uh, has this profound effect on him and kind of haunts haunts his 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 dreams for the rest of his life um and and i think things that in in ways that no doubt show up in his work um and then of course he's there for um stan and jack and the um the sort of dawn of the marvel age uh, monsters and and aliens and then fantastic four hulk thor iron man x-men and humans etc and it really is the sort of discontent in that the latter part of that first era with marvel that leads him that kind of um you know, after years of talks, kind of brings him to DC um, at 1970, 1971-ish, which is, which, you know, brings us to where we're at here with, with fourth world material, which, you know, there's like, there's some things about Kirby that I think show up in this work or like shape the work. Um, You know, one of which is that he's just throughout, like, you know, he's a tough guy. He's like in a gang as a kid, you know, but, but he also, he's just so humane and so, um, just like I don't know, if, like humble is not the right word because he's he he knows how good he is and he knows how hard he works, right? But there's just yeah. this, um, uh, I guess, appreciation for others, you know, like a respect for others, where n- knowing that he's coming from Marvel, you know, knowing that he is, you know, in many ways an encapsulation of what Marvel Marvel's vibe and style is. And coming to DC, he doesn't want to step on any toes, right? And so rather than say coming and deciding that he's going to take over Action Comics and Superman, (laughs) he comes comes to DC and says, give me a book that nobody, that will step on nobody's toes, you know, give me what nobody wants. And then also let me kind of, let me kind of spin out my own stuff, which I mean, you know, for like Kirby is the ultimate create brilliant creations and then have the corporation totally take them you know and and steal them and and that's such a contest in this work and so to think about kirby um making all of really making not just characters but a whole mythology you know like universes right and sort of handing it over to dc um uh that's part of like i think the the rectifying the reparations work that needs to be done as far as acknowledging him um but also just to think of like the fertile imagination of this guy who comes and has this whole giant sandbox of toys to play with but since there's other kids in the sandbox he says let me just make a new sandbox which is just kind of like yeah <laughs> like amazing right and um and you yeah. see it in the work because as we're going to talk about he starts with you know of all the inauspicious starts he starts with jimmy olsen right mm. yeah, yeah it's it's crazy and it's it's 
you know, we're seeing that in comics at the moment. You know, we're we're in a real boom period for creativity in comics. Mm-hmm. And so we're seeing a lot of imprints coming out, right, you know, right, right, for right. like mm-hmm. uh, Black Crown or Young Animal kind of imprints. And so, you know, if Kirby did this today, it would be an imprint. It would be a, right. a side project that would mm-hmm. be, you know, every so often it would, you know, like the first couple of issues of Jimmy Olsen, Superman's in them, you know, so kind of that's mm-hmm. a way of boosting the sales. Oh, look at Superman. He's, he's in this issue. You know him. Yeah. But, um, you know, but back in back in the 70s, that was... It, it, it was a very kind of bold thing for Kirby to do. You know, um, he it's you know, we talk about how he's popular now and how he was, you know, how he was not treated as fairly as as we think he deserved to be. Right. But, you know, make no mistake, DC knew what they were getting when they got Jack mm-hmm. Kirby. You know, mm-hmm. he even then they knew they knew his talent. They knew the kind of um, the kind of worker he was. And mm-hmm. they also, you know, his name carried a certain cachet, like the first issues that we're going to be looking at. You know, it's right. got his name plastered across the front. You right, know, they right, right. knew that people knew him and people knew the name. Right. And so um, for him to come across and you know, he could have done potentially what Bendis has done in the last, you know, few months and said, right, I'm, I'm coming across to, to DC. Uh, you know, what do you want to write? I want to write Superman. You know, right, of course right, you right. do. <laughs> you know, if someone gives you the keys to the kingdom, you're not going to go and sit in the car park, you know. He, right, he's, right. he's coming across, he's going to write Superman. So, um, and I'm not saying that Bendis is wrong for doing that. I'd do exactly the same thing. But, you know, Kirby's come across and he said, look, people are doing what they're doing on these series. You know, mm. people, my peers, colleagues, they're doing what they're doing. You know, let me, as you say, let me write the lowest selling book mm-hmm. um and so mm-hmm. he does he starts in, in very humble beginnings in uh superman's pal jimmy olsen yeah um yeah. and then from there moves into moves into his own series and as you say not only that does he start in small beginnings but he he just creates his own sandbox as you say right. creates his own right. world and again right. that's that's not something that you would potentially consider doing you know there's reasons for why he does that which will probably explore as we look at these early issues but um but yeah it's, it's something that he um he's he did he he you know kind of dived in with his own stuff and provided mm-hmm. this wealth of material and mm-hmm. you know again uh, we're we're kind of kind of getting ahead of ourselves but he's right. he's tripping over he's tripping over ideas you know he's running down <laughs> right. a hill when yeah. it comes to ideas you know Oops, there's, there's so an idea <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah, time yeah. to focus on that here's another yeah. one you know and yeah, 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 he, yeah. They're thro- he's throwing them at you and you know he's there, there's things in this that now would take six issues to mm. explore where he just kind of throws them at you and they're almost blurry because they're, right. they're gone before you've had time to process them <laughs> that's great you know and, yeah. and that's every issue that's huh. it, it's, it's perfect it's brilliant and it's um and that's that's why there's a lot to unpack really uh, when it comes to this. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a it's an amazing kind of piece to explore. Yeah. And I think again, you know, it's a it's an amazing way for us to explore Kirby is is yeah. through this through the fourth yeah. world and through the new gods. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, and, and you know, short lived too, right? Like you're saying, at such mm. speed, it all comes at us, and then by 1974, 1975. It's done, you know, and he's back at Marvel. Yeah. So, so it it does give us a sense of a self-contained thing that you and I are trying to study here. And although it, it's self-contained and it's this short burst, uh, we're trying to read it with some intensity and think about like all these different intersecting things. It's Kirby's life. It's the themes and the, you know, the whole kind of cosmology of it and the good and evil behind it. It's the characters and where they go. We have the movie to talk about. We have uh, and the movie universe to talk about, which I was thinking about asking you about, but we'll 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 parlay that later uh, till later on. <laughs> um, what I'm what I think I'll do is I'll link in the show notes to um, 
it, for this this bit, which is I think the bit that's going to go on comic syllabus. And then I think we, we were talking about maybe packaging up these first couple of conversations into the first episode of the podcast too. Um, yeah. We, um, we I'll link in the show notes to a bunch of pieces that are just kind of quick primers. You know, a little selection of like mm-hmm. my googling. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll probably I'll probably um, an old Charles Hatfield. Uh, blog post uh, a vulture piece a um uh, our own multiversities jonathan o'neill wrote a recent long form piece about uh, called fourth world problems and stuff like that so i'll, I'll link yeah. to a couple pieces that are just <clears throat> some of the um fourth world background just um mm-hmm. that that people may uh want to check out um and we'll you know we'll bring that back in ongoing conversation but um yeah, no, I mean, I think you and I have sort of walked some p- paced around the, p- the perimeter of this project, and um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to, to storm the castle with you. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, so we jump across to uh, that's the issue then. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll, uh, yeah, so if you're, if you're listening to this, we shall, uh, we shall speak to you next week. Um, that's right. And um, we shall uh, fast forward in time to then, and we'll be uh, <laughs> we talking about. Uh, if you want to join us, you know, we, we I'll mention it on that show as well. But uh, but here we're going to be we're going to be following the reading order pretty much that's in uh, the omnibus edition. Right. Um, so we can put a reading list uh, up for you together. I like the idea of us kind of building a bibliography. Yeah. Um, of, uh, that people can people can um, f- you know continue their um, continue their reading uh, with us. And if you know if you at home have ideas for things that we should be reading, uh, external um, you know links that we should be following, things like that, definitely let us know. Um, you know, get in touch with Paul or myself, and um, absolutely, and let us know, and we'll you know we'll discuss them uh, on the show. And you know, if you've got any kind of uh, ideas or opinions or, or concepts you want to explore as well, then definitely get in touch. Um, but yeah, we'll put them up in the show notes. But uh, if you want to follow along with us, you have a week uh, to do so. <laughs> uh, we're going to be exploring um, Jimmy Olsen. So Superman's Power Jimmy Olsen issues 133, 134 and 135. Is that right? Absolutely. Yep. That right? You got it. I think <laughs> I have. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll be, we'll be doing those. Um, read along. Um, and uh, if they make no sense to you, uh, if they are uh, a little too crazy, or if uh, if the lingo is not your jive, man, then, um, then don't be a nut. All, all will become clear on right. um, on the next episode. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> cool. Cool. We're good. We're good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so thank you again, Paul, for for joining me for this part of uh, the show. And um, we are, um, if you if you've listened to Comic Syllabus, which you should be, if you're not, what is wrong with you? Um, <laughs> we are um, we're following on a conversation that we started um, last week um, on Comic Syllabus, where we talked about uh, our new project. And so what we're going to be exploring together myself and paul um we're going to be looking at um jack kirby's fourth world uh, saga as as a whole uh, and we're going to be breaking it down issue by issue as we follow it along um so um the first half of the show is over on comic syllabus first half of the uh, conversation uh, where we talked about the background of not only our background with the work but the background of the work itself talked about our own um our own hopes and dreams uh, going into this project <laughs> together um, and um, and now on uh, on this show we're going to be looking uh, specifically at some issues um, that uh, kick off kickstart Kirby's uh, work not only 
um, in the fourth world, but for um, DC Comics as a whole. Um, so, Paul, how are you doing? I'm doing are you, good. Are you all good? Are you ready to go? I'm excited about this. I mean, it's been a week. No, it hasn't. It's been about 20 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, peek, peek behind the curtain. Yeah, it's, it's a bit weird asking you if you're okay, seeing as I know you're okay, because we literally just talked. Um, but uh, The real but, yeah. answer is I'm talking to Matt um, but no, about, it's, it's, uh, about uh, on Motherbox, so I'm in great shape. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh, it's a good start. I think um, I worry that uh, in our previous conversation we we set our uh, set our goal a little too high. I think we um, <laughs> we talked ourselves up and talked the show up so much that people are going to have high expectations of that. So um, you know, going into this, uh, you know, lower the bar just a little bit, and that's we'll right. um, and we'll meet you there. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's potentially where we we'll meet. You. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so on Comic Syllabus, uh, we um, disclose the issues that we're going to be talking about on uh, on this show. Uh, but if you um, if you didn't manage to catch that, or if you you know listening in uh, in the incorrect order, uh, or in uh, in your own unique order, I should say, um, you know each is each to their own. <laughs> we're going to be discussing um, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen uh, issues one three three, one three four, and one three five, and. Um, you know, right off the bat, we talked about this idea that this is an unusual place to start. This is, um, you know, it's it's you know, it's as good a place as any for us, and it's the start of the omnibus. So, if you're reading along with the Fourth World omnibus uh, or the New Gods omnibus, um, then uh, that this these are the first issues you come across. Right. And um, generally speaking, we're going to be following that order of comics. Um, yep. We might diverge here and there to talk about other things, um, but for the most part, that's where we're going to be moving from. And so starting at the very beginning uh, with um, these three issues as a whole, um, I wanted to ask you, Paul, mm-hmm. uh, as your first, you know, generally mm-hmm. speaking, yeah. um, we both had previous experience with the fourth world. But uh, yeah. as your first proper dive into the saga of the new gods, how was this as a as a starting point for you? <laughs> It was wild. Do you, do you know how, can you feel how loaded that question is? <laughs> well, that's good. It's good as loaded because we'll unpack it all, all episode here. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, really, yeah. really good to be here. Very, very, very excited as uh, folks can hear my voice and, and in our last conversation about this. And yeah, we're definitely aiming high with our ambitions here, but um, I'm always one to shoot for the stars and uh, probably land on my butt. So <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the goal here. But I, I also think that that's, matching the ambition uh kirby brings to this right and so you can tell in the oh, first yeah. in the first three issues so just a, a little bit as you said about the reading order we're going to follow the table of contents we can actually probably share and post this table of contents for folks too um but it's the first three issues yeah i'm sure of, we can, uh, yeah. of uh jimmy olsen superman's pal pal jimmy olsen but the next swath of issues and these come out in um between october and january 1970 and 71 but the next swath of issues is Forever People number one, February 1971. New Gods number one, February 1971. Mr. Miracle number one, March 1971. And then another um, Jimmy Olsen issue. And so number, first, first of all, insane that Kirby is making this much comics this quickly, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. especially compared, yeah, yeah. I, you know, compared to today's standards for a lot of writers, writers and artists. Uh, and also, um, you know, we're, we're sort of like, this is the primer, right? Our, the pump is being primed for the debut of, of this world. And so it's a kind of a nice incubation reading that we're, we're doing, which is, which I think reading these issues in that context, like knowing that we're getting launched into a world, uh, 
totally alters my reading of it because otherwise I'd just be like, this yeah. is some wacky seventies comics. Like, you know, like there's <laughs> the, where are we going? The wackiest. They're yeah. The wackiest. And, and that's definitely my take on it. That's definitely the feeling of it as I had, as I was reading, but knowing where we were going, like knowing that this is the launch into a world, I just kept kind of ruminating on, on how interesting it was to, to do this via Jimmy Olsen, via the, what we see as the newsboy legion and, and sort of all these crazy wild lands that we, uh, that Kirby takes us into. So I don't know. What was your, what was your feeling about reading? Yeah. I mean, very, very similar, really. I think mm-hmm. it's, um, it's kind of fitting. I think we mentioned almost uh, in the, in the previous conversation we had, it's, it's almost fitting that we are being introduced to this world through an every man like Jimmy Olsen, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, he is, you know, he is the very, like the, the epitome of these, of, of comics in this period. He is the person that we see the world through, you know, there's, there's, there's there's characters like Jimmy Olsen and like Rick Jones in the old Avengers comics yeah. and and like you know Dick Grayson Robin to a certain degree you know this idea of having a kid like yourself um, who reads these comics you know exploring this world through you know vicariously through this character and so in that sense it's a great it's a great starting point you know mm. and uh, it does ease you in to um, the idea of the new gods and the fourth world as as a concept because we don't really get to see that much if anything of it really we get a little bit of a hint right. of dark side right. we see him in a few panels yep. but um but apart from that it's as you said it's very much a primer to um it's a primer to kirby more than yeah. anything you yeah. know it's it's a primer to how he how he works how he writes how he structures his his um his issues um and i think it, it is almost to kind of ease you in and prepare you because we are we are going to be experiencing some extremely <laughs> wacky stuff as we go along. Um, but this issue is, I can't imagine if this wasn't written by Jack Kirby, if it wasn't the start of something huge, you know, as you say, like you wouldn't have, wouldn't have come at it from the same viewpoint. You probably wouldn't have, you know, um, seen it with the same eyes, right. but also I can't imagine anyone deep diving into issues like this, if it wasn't for the potential and the, the you know, the, the foreknowledge of what's going to happen afterwards yeah. Um, yeah. because they are, they are crazy. We talked about, I talked about last <laughs> issue, last episode about the, the idea of him tripping over ideas, uh-huh. you know, and uh-huh. he, he really does that here. You know, he did. I don't know about you, but it, it was hard to keep up almost with Kirby. It was, you know, yeah. hard to, how to keep up with the, the ideas that he was throwing at you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and from the opening, from the cover of one uh, one thirty three, if you can see that, I mean, one, it's orange, which is just like it's sort of radiating with this energy, and you feel like Kirby sitting yeah. at his drawing table or whatever is just this giant ball of pent up imaginative energy. And you know, top of the cover, Kirby is here. Uh, you know, the sort of highly suggestive Superman's ex pal, the new Jimmy Olsen, and the cover image is um, him riding on a who is this motorcycle guy again? He's one of the Harrys or something like that. But you know. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, he's one of the Harrys. He's the leader of the Harrys. The I can't the remember Harry. his name. But it's, you know, it's Superman <laughs> in the foreground sort of being run over by a motor, a hairy motorcycle guy with Jimmy Olsen on his back yeah, yeah. saying, gun him down. And beneath the background, this sort of like wild, you know, wild sort of uh, treehouse world that reminds me of, uh, you know, Star Wars uh you know, um, what do you call it? The, yeah, the, yeah. The, uh, the Ewok Village. Thank you. And then, you know, and then at the very bottom in the scroll, like the Newsboy Legion and the Whiz Wagon. It's just sort of like, I'm going to throw 50 things at you. And if you think that I'm like a sort of washed up old fart, 
um, who's coming over to DC to collect royalty checks. I'm I'm here to like bring the the noise, bring the funk, and I feel like that is like yeah. declarative on the cover and sort of like the tone throughout the whole thing. Kirby's just like not not backing down here. Yeah, no. I mean, it says it on the, the, the top of the page as well. Kirby is here, yeah. you know. So this is DC Comics know what they're letting themselves in for. You That's know, right. they're using his name there. You know, again, we mentioned this idea of, of Jack Kirby unappreciated in his own time. Yeah. Or, but I think it's 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 not especially that. It's more the idea that he wasn't he was never properly compensated yes, in his time. Right. You know, he, mm-hmm. he didn't get the the appreciation that he he didn't get the kind of the recognition that he deserved. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, DC know what they've got with him, and they right. they know that you know that as the, as a reader in 1970, yeah. you know they don't put Jack Kirby, the writer Jack Kirby from Marvel is here. They just yeah. put Kirby is here, so you know that they're they expect having a certain expectation of you, the reader, yeah. and they they know that you have a certain expectation of Kirby as a creator, yeah. um, and and seeing and seeing this issue, like you know, the Jimmy Olsen covers are notorious for either. You know, putting Superman in a really, you know, dick situation where he's just this, <laughs> this like horrible jerk, where he's just like, yeah, I'm gonna let you drown Aquaman, sure. or you know, sure. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna let Batman beat you up, Jimmy Olsen. It's completely fine. Right. Um, uh, and then this is almost like the the flip side of that, which uh. is Jimmy Olsen going, you know, gun him down, kill, sure. you know, kill Superman essentially, uh. um, and Superman's flying at you, and and mm. uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of ideas that get thrown at you in that image, and it, but that front page is, you know, is enough to kind of put you off a little bit then what happens inside the book is not going to be it's not going to be any different really um yeah 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 so yeah go on carry on oh no 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 i was just going to say like and and i think the signifiers too are are like culturally specific because i mean what is older school than than superman right when it comes to dc and and so there's a sort of like statement of kirby's arrival that um as he does throughout he's kind of i mean i think kirby's quick to flash that he's in touch with young people and and there's a lot here Mm -hmm. that's that's about the youth counterculture and and you know we we can touch on like being in the moment in 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 1970 right um Mm -hmm. uh, and sort of where the 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 youth culture or the counterculture is but he's definitely alluding to those with the motorcycle with the the harry's with (laughs) really later the the forever people you know and so there's a kind of um a way that he's he's not only bursting on the scene he's also bringing with him that sense of like, oh, I, I, I come from Marvel. I created these already iconic, yeah. like sort of like um, touchstones for youth culture. And, um, you know, again, like Kirby's arrival is not only, a, uh, you know, a celebrated artist. It's also a vibe that he's he wants to bring into DC with all this stuff. Yeah, I, I'm really glad you mentioned that, actually, mm-hmm. because this is, you know, we're, we're hopefully going to touch on the historical context of these issues as well which i think is is crucial to understanding um you know understanding literally what they're saying <laughs> because it's, it's, it is extremely yeah it's extremely of its era uh, but more than that it, you know exploring the themes of it and and you you hit the nail on the head you know kirby is um is a creator that was at this time in his career he was um very conscious of mm. the readership very conscious of um of the youth movement right. um of you know the 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 idea of the teenager was yeah. still relatively new. You know, yeah, it was, yeah. what two decades, two decades old right. at that point. The idea of there being a a culture of young people, yes. uh, you know, after school but before adulthood, mm-hmm. um, and that is that's explored 
extremely um extremely thoroughly in this kind of in in this kind of context of this issue yeah. um but also as you say he he brought that that sentiment that kind of sentiment over from marvel you know yeah. Yeah. so um and i'm sure like listeners or you know readers will have to you know there are plenty of plenty of places that you can go to 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 read more about the idea of marvel being the um the the cornerstone of you know of the count of the subculture of, yep. of, of the youth right, um, right, right. in the 60s and 70s um you know marvel comics the untold story touches on that quite yeah, um, quite yeah. well the uh, the book by sean howe yeah. um but but yeah I'll, so i'll just throw in there folks can check out uh, ramsey fawaz's book too as a, a kind of way that its subversiveness is is sort of explored yeah but go for it oh right. perfect yeah right. exactly yeah mm-hmm. and and so that kind of um that kind of sentiment is is more familiar to marvel readers than potentially it was to dc readers yeah, yeah. um and and so to see that kirby brings that with him um and you know that's themes that will recur throughout the fourth world throughout right. the new gods this idea of legacy this idea of of um of accounting for the mistakes of your parents or right. you know accounting for the expectations of your parents and the pressure that that puts the mm. youth under and um, mm. that's something mm. that is a is a deep kind of contextual message that runs through kirby's work uh, on the fourth world but here as you say very literally <laughs> jimmy olsen the the young the young guy that the, the the symbol of the teenage rebellion yeah. is is gunning down superman who is the oldest superhero sure. Sure. um and you know very much as we see throughout this issue the outs the outsiders and the the Aries and and the newsboy legion they all refer to superman as this as this symbol of authority hey, you know dad. and it's um <laughs> right. yeah 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 they call him dad they they, they, you know, they talk about it. <laughs> right. yeah yeah squaresville yeah you know get hip to the jive daddy you know so it's not it's not that yeah so it, it's basically you know superman is this symbol of of a different type of hero yeah. um and and one that's um they fight against you know literally on the first page but also sure. you know kind of um in his in his ideals they they are very much you know they are a bit like ewoks when we see them <laughs> they're living in the woods um they're, they're living in the woods they're, they're they've got ridiculous um outfits right um and um and yeah so i would what i'd like from you paul and this is uh more pressure than i than i think we've i've put on anyone in in history ever uh not since i asked my wife my then wife to marry me um <laughs> i think i don't think i've put the pressure on anyone as much sure. as now but can yeah, you I'm explain ready. the um the rough plot of sure. this first issue <laughs> i'll do my best this is a tall task. yeah i um... I'm going to pretend that I'm testing you, but actually I'm uh, I'm desperate to know myself. Well, the short answer is no. I can't explain it, but I'll do my best. <laughs> um, the first the first page, you know, now that we're 15 minutes in the conversation, we're actually on the first page. Um, you know, is is uh, is Jimmy Olsen walking in and and um, encountering the Newsboy Legion? Now, the Newsboy Legion is I, th- I feel like this is Kirby. You know who we said in the last episode is like very almost reverentially respectful of the other DC artists of the time and not wanting to step on anyone's toes or steal anyone's Mm -hmm. book, you know, but I feel like bringing back the newsboy Legion, which he created in the forties at national in the first page is kind of also him, you know, kind of swinging his um, armory and, and kind of saying like, Hey, don't y'all young bucks forget. Like I've been here, you know, like I've been here before. And so he brings yeah. back the newsboy Legion. Uh, these are actually the, the children, the old, oh, they're all, they're all sons, sons of the original newsboy Legion, which was a group of, uh, newsboys who, um, 
were a legion. They, <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they got, well explained. Exactly. They got up to uh, you know um, um, trouble and and uh, you know did did newsboy team things, and uh, and so now you have the son of the newsboy legion, which in these three issues, like they reintroduce themselves, or they or their dads like mm. take such glee out of reintroducing themselves <laughs> over and over. Yes. Again. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy encounters them. He. Um, and then on the second page, we really see um, some some like really curvy, curvy like this uh, this whiz wagon that they have been presented, oh, yeah. which is a another marvelous piece of um, curvy machinery, which we get to see throughout this thing, of course. Uh, anyway, mm. Jimmy, who's of course working at the Daily Planet, has been assigned the task by his new uh, sort of sort of new boss, uh, who, who's not like the old boss. Perry, I think, is still there, if I'm not wrong, uh, at mm. the Daily Planet. But it's sort of been a corporate takeover uh, by this evil capitalist <laughs> whose name is yes, Mor- yeah. Morgan Edge. And Morgan Edge sends Jimmy and the Newsboy Legion with this um, fancy whiz wagon. So, you know, of course, they have their sort of tech- technological thing that makes them excited about doing the mission in a sort of like James Bond mm. and, and Q kind of way to investigate these. Uh, what are they called? The Wildlands or something like that? Um yeah 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 it's of... never they never fully explain where the wildlands are but it's right. this kind of unexplored domain sure. um that is uh that's governed over by these um hairies that they that's call right. themselves this kind that's of right. um wild mysterious gang right. um <laughs> that um that seems to have a lot of um a lot of sway in that area and they right. they're kind of untouched by civilization that's right yeah yeah and so jimmy and uh the newsboy legion go out to f- to meet these Harrys. And I think it's, you know, the configuration is all set up here, right? We have evil corporate overlord who we find out actually is is because of, you know, his anti-life tendencies, uh, you know, being swayed by mm-hmm. ultimately here's where Darkseid first appears and we get our glimpse into the the uh, fourth world stuff. But, but um, you know, corporate ov- overlord sends these, <laughs> uh, buys these <laughs> intrepid young uh, adventurers, explorers, journalists, to go, you mm-hmm. know, visit these uh, hinterlands where these crazy cult-like uh, hippies are living, and they go there and discover that they're actually full of um, peaceful intentions and awesome technology and um, benevolence and and goodwill. And uh, essentially, it's mm-hmm. that encounter that we kind of follow our our lead characters through. And somewhere along the way, um, Superman, as the sort of policeman of the old guard, um, tries to intervene and and so on, and then. That's where we get the confrontation with Superman, but yeah, that's I, I feel like that general structure is our way into to yeah. these characters in this world. Yeah, you did you did perfectly. Yeah, awesome. brilliant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I assume because it was so confusing to me. Right. Uh, no, but I think that's no, you, 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 no, that's that's exactly right. Yeah, and uh, again, it's like we we're at the luxury of of foreknowledge, and we're at the luxury of being able to uh, see where this is going to yes. a large degree. Again. Um, we mentioned last episode we we're not experts on Kirby's fourth world we yeah. um we're as potentially as new to this as you the the listener will be yeah. um so um uh but we but Kirby Kirby specifically but also his fourth world stuff does uh does have its um you know it, it's got its tendrils throughout DC comics and throughout mm-hmm. the comics medium really um so it's um it's something to to keep in mind that you will have heard of a lot of these influences, you will have seen these characters before, you will have you will have felt their influence throughout comics. Um, but part of that is this idea that in this in these three issues, um, we don't really see 
um we don't really see dark side we don't we see we see him in a few panels but right. we don't really know who he is we don't know what he's what his deal is why he's doing what he's doing right. why he's got his uh you know why he's influencing morgan edge why right. he's got his influences with the um with the Harrys in later issues um but what we do know from foreknowledge and from this kind of um you know this influence that it's had over the years is this idea that dark side isn't no, dark side isn't <laughs> dark side is dark side isn't <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah dark side dark side isn't your standard villain you know i think in in re- more recent comics um you know like jeff Jones' justice league from a few years ago with the dark side war right that um dark side has turned into this um kind of almost generic uh powerful villain sure Whereas what what we're going to see and what we're hopefully going to explore is this idea that Darkseid is about the uh, anti-life. You know, he's right, he's searching right. for the anti-life equation, right. um, and that doesn't necessarily, you know, a lot of people compare Darkseid to Thanos, but that right. you know, Thanos just because Thanos is death doesn't mean that Darkseid. Darkseid's anti-life means the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What what he's looking for, and, and again, we'll explore this in greater detail, mm-hmm. is what we can see here. You know, it seems a bit of a strange plan for yes. for Darkseid, this this ruler, this di- dictator on a planet thousands right. of light years away. Right. Why he is sending <laughs> Morgan Edge messages <laughs> about sending the Newsboy Legion into yes. this in the, to find this uh, mystical mountain of judgment. Yeah, yeah, um, and. You know, on, on a basic level, it's it's old versus young, isn't it? It's sure, it's uh, kind of uh, yeah. it's the exposure of it, it's peeking behind the curtain. It's right. it's ruining the mystique. It's it's ruining this idyllic, almost idyllic civilization that the youth have set up. And you know, how dare they? How dare the youth uh, gain this kind of power over civilization so that they can right. create their own civilization? Right, um, right. And that's what Darkseid's looking to tear down. You know, he's right. t- he's tearing down hope you know he's tearing down the ideals of the young yeah um and and again that is something that that jack kirby is all about here you yeah. know is, mm-hmm. is this idea of of the youth having way more power than the uh than the current uh you know governments and yeah, right, and right. uh will 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 be happy with sure you know sure. is that does that sound right no totally i mean and this is like straight out of the headlines of revolutions happening all over the world at the time right and mm. and so it, it seems fitting it, it's like i i saw the panel it's on page 62 the omnibus or the last page of uh, issue 134 to jump kind of ahead but the, the sort of yeah, middle, yeah, middle issue and, and 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 it's the second to last panel where we get released the first appearance of dark side which is such a funny inauspicious start because he is in a mo- he's his head looks flat he's in a monitor you know he's just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not the sort of like like we saw thanos like we first saw thanos in the marvel cinematic universe like the slow pan to mm. the shadowed figure who looks majestically um vast and powerful it's like a face on a screen but but it's but yeah but you're so right on about a different kind of villainy and a villainy that's very of the time right because you know sort of Mm -hmm. we've had enough of or or we are still maybe in 1970 we're still yet to see that imposing structure and and in, in some ways we've we have already seen the sort of like giant dark um evil super super villain but but that the fact that this super villain operates through a screen to a corporate media um you know 
uh, Rupert Murdoch <laughs> type figure yeah, who yeah. has this insidious plan about undermining these this sort of like you said that, that youthful energy of of spirit of change and revolution is so like cool it's so Kirby and it's so um, distinct it's it's distinct from what we think of like I'm trying to think if you were Ava DuVernay and you wanted to capture the spirit of this right maybe instead mm-hmm. of the slow pan camera that like you know, we see dark side enshrouded and, and incredibly powerful. It is the anti-life equation seeping its way through like our mundane uh, light, you know, sort of like TV yeah. and, 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 you know, like <laughs> yeah, the, well, yeah, the, yeah. the world we live in. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's exactly it. And yeah. again, yeah, well, I think, um, I think we're, you know, I, I'm speaking for myself here. I'm eager yep. to kind of dive into the fourth world as yeah. a whole yeah. and so you know my ideas of talking about the anti-life equation about dark side are very much we're getting ahead of ourselves um, <laughs> yeah. but um but you know it, it's it's infectious you know this yeah. this um th- these these issues and i think i think the um our hopes and goals for the movie um is definitely something that we could uh, we could talk about in the future once we've um once we've dived into a few more issues but yeah. i yeah. think that kind of idea of a revolution against um, authority right, right. is mm. is something that is present in these issues, and yeah. it's present in throughout the fourth world. But also, it's it it holds that relevance to today, sure. and right. it holds that relevance. And it, that's why these fourth world stories, I think, um, will will stand the test of time and have yeah. stood the test of time up to now. You know, because right. because they have those ideals. But it's not it's not shove down your throat you know there's sure. these you could enjoy these these issues of jimmy olsen um without thinking about the wider themes sure. um right. you know but i also think that it they're presenting something um in morgan edge in mm, dark side mm, 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 uh, in the you know in this kind of youthful civilization and even in the you know the kind of the the treatment of superman yeah. really um yeah. that i think is is brand new to comics of mm. the of 1970 i think mm-hmm. um you know again we're at a time in history in the 70s where you know where the youth are being used essentially mm-hmm. you know for right. fighting wars in different countries and for um you know for all manner of, of things they're being looked down on they're not sure. being treated sure. you know with the respect that they that they perhaps want yet right. they're gaining more knowledge they're becoming more more powerful um, and more savvy to the idea of their uh, their influence and their power yeah and i yeah. think um and i think kirby's touching on that in these issues um with the idea of um of jimmy olsen you know coming into this this realm uh, he instantly beats up you know unintentionally <laughs> kind of defeats their leader and then right. he becomes the de facto leader of, sure. the, of the team <laughs> trial by combat. Um, so, yeah tra- trial by combat and right. so jimmy olsen this kind of uh this uh, unassuming uh newsboy uh, unassuming right. reporter is right. suddenly the leader of these outsiders um and yeah and it, it's just this uh this idea that that these are the heroes and yeah as we say we, they that's been touched on in in um you know, thing specifically Spider-Man over in Marvel. You know, yeah, at the time, yeah, 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 he's yeah. been he's been going for what eight years now, right? At right, this point, yeah. so he's uh, you know he is the youth um, movement, and his yep. his enemies. You know, his greatest enemy is is our, at that time at least is this Norman Osborn, who's a, a corporate businessman. He's right. basically Morgan Edge, but crazier. Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. so uh, right, so right. again, this idea of youth in revolt is something that is is still new, yeah. but this is the first time that a hero has been put in the 
in the context of being opposing of opposing that, yeah. which I think Superman is in this issue, which yeah. is is yeah. an unusual place to find Superman. It is, um, yeah. Yeah. you know. But um, but yeah. yeah. So let's talk about the the style, the the yeah. like the, seeing Kirby's design work yeah. come through. You know, what yeah, kind of struck yeah. you most about these issues as you were as you were reading through them? You know, actually, something unusual, and actually, just to build off of what you were just saying, I think you're right. And and I like let let's ground ourselves in the in the actual comic because when we start touching on our themes and Kirby is grandiose, but it starts to sound really grandiose, you know, that like, mm. it's, it's like, um, you know, stumping about youth, youth movements and counterculture and all that kind of stuff. But when in reality, yeah. it's, it's almost like caricaturish, you know, like it's really, like, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this panel where Superman is approaching and, uh, this, uh, you know, crazy white bearded, um, person sitting in a, um, you know, Nirvana pose on a sitting on a yes. tree is saying, "Welcome to the wild area, brother. You are no, you are now free to do your own thing." And mm. you know, it's tiny, but Superman's face is looks like what? <laughs> so, <laughs> there's yeah. there's like the, yeah. that meeting of um, and, and so I'm, I'm I'm I guess you know hasten to point out that all this is done with Kirby's like typical. You know, on one hand, there's a lot of subtlety and there's a lot of like layers to this. But on the other hand, it's just like kind of there is the goofy fun about it, you know. As you mm. were saying, when Jimmy Olsen by trial by combat, you know, like suddenly becomes yeah. the leader of the Aries or whatever, whatever <laughs> the heck happens. Um, there's a kind of a uh, uh, just kind of eclectic, you know, mashup thing that's going on. And you know, one of the things, the thing that surprised me actually about the art reading this was um, two characters and two sets of scenes in particular were this interesting contrast and actually i'll start with the other one um morgan edge and the morgan edge scenes where he's like sitting in his office plotting um mm. and uh and, and it's very sort of like buttoned down typical sort of office setting actually reminded me a lot stylistically in 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 the art of milton kniff um i don't know if you know okay um tearing the pirates and, and ba- basically you know kirby grew up on newspaper strips of the you know, twenties, thirties, forties, right? And there's a, yeah. a certain way that you draw, um, uh, 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 you know, these pr- pretty standard settings of, you know, a, a guy in a suit in an office, and the sort of like um, square jawedness of not only Morgan Edge but also of Superman himself. That reminds mm. me of old comic strip art. I mean, there's a little bit of like the Dick Tracy, a little bit of Rip Kirby in Superman and the way that he draws Superman. And so yeah. it just, I feel like visually Kirby is at this moment calling back to, I mean, Kniff at the time or comics of the twenties and thirties at the time are as far away from the seventies as the seventies are from us today. You know what I mean? And so yeah. the first thing that pops off the page when you read this is obviously the very familiar Kirby like curves and the Kirby crackle and the sort of like, the technology and the spaceships and the motorcycles and all that kind of stuff. But it's yeah. his, his juxtaposition next to this like very syndic newspaper syndicate style, like, um, uh, 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 you know, cartooning, right. Yeah. Really, really kind of in a, in a strong way pits the, um, the Morgan edge sort of old, you know, <laughs> as we were kind of saying this, this is the earliest hints of what apocalypse <laughs> apocalypse in in earth form looks like and it looks like this old stuff and i think kirby's sort of um wild imagination stuff feels a little bit like it's identified associated visually with with the young stuff you know which is i think part Mm. of uh, another another note to what you were saying earlier 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think um, you're, you're spot on when you say, like, you know, we can we can dive too far down the rabbit hole with this. You know, we can get a bit too <laughs> analytical with it. And I think that's yeah. in both of our natures to do that. So I don't sure. think we're, we're going to change anytime soon. But I can imagine that, you know, Jack Kirby, of all people, will be the kind of fella that will just be, look, I'm just trying to make fun comics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> please, please, I'm just trying to make comics for kids. They, they, you know, right. they love this colourful crap, you know. Right. I, think, um, I think he would have, like, very little time for this kind of analytical uh, analytical sure. nonsense. Sure. But, it, you know, it's, it's important to do. And, and we're... We're that we're those kind of people, so uh, you know. Sorry if, if that's not uh, if that's not to your to your liking, but right. Um, right. but yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think there is there's um, you can see Kirby developing through this. He's already yeah. fully established. You know, he's he's been doing Fantastic Four issues for years. Before that, he was doing Captain America, and you know, he's done a lot of work right. um, in comics in the medium. So it's not like he's discovering himself in this right. um but this potentially is the first time that he's been able to cut loose maybe yes, and this is yeah. the first time he's he's writing and drawing you know so right, he is right. everything he can imagine you know obviously there's a little bit of a controversy around me saying this is the first time he's written and drawing because obviously you know the marvel style right. is you know there's there's a lot of that i think that's another conversation potentially for another podcast but you know here he is literally the credited writer and artist of, of the issues and um, we should note as well that it's inked by vince coletta um it, these these issues are anyway so um yeah. so that's uh, something to to note with this yeah, um yeah, but yes yeah, yeah. so, i mean he the page two uh, of the first of the first issue that we talked about is um jimmy Olsen 133 mm-hmm. you're introduced to this whiz wagon which is a ludicrous car, <laughs> you know, <laughs> l- impossible chrome vehicle right. um, that the Newsboy Legion can do, you know, and that's, you know, you, that's wild. But then you get to the next issue and um, you see the mountain of judgment. Um, yeah. So this quote unquote place that they've been sent to explore isn't a place. It's a mobile command center. Oh, it's huge. You, yes. <laughs> tank that is this, um, <laughs> that is this um, covers two pages and is, essentially looks like a, a traditional Kirby monster, basically. He, right. you know, it looks like one of the monsters unleashed from the old Marvel comics as well. So, yeah. but it's, it's basically this huge tank that has been carved or crafted into this huge monstrous being yeah. um, that Superman, again, Superman is very small next to it. He's dwarfed by it. Right. Um, mm. And the one thing I love about Kirby's work is his sense of scale. You know, his yeah, sense of huh. the grand and the massive, you know, there's there's huh. multiple pages throughout these issues that are full page spreads right. or double page spreads, which I think, again, are quite rare for the time. You know, right. I don't right. I, I remember there being a um, uh, a comics. Um, what are they called on CBR? The uh, hmm. Comics Legends uh, oh, by oh, yeah, Brian yeah. Cronin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there was one about him, you know, someone asking when was the first double page spread? Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I, w- I wish that I rem- remembered the answer. I wish I wasn't just <laughs> providing half a story for you. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. But, um, but yeah, no, the, 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 the idea of the double page spread is, again, something that's relatively new to comics, I imagine, mm-hmm. at this time. Um, and so seeing these huge machines and seeing Superman, this larger than life being, you know, right. some, someone who literally lifted up a car in his first appearance. Right. Um, being so small next to it Mm. i think i think that also sets the tone for 
for Kirby moving forward. You know, it's a good metaphor for what he's going for. What he's doing is is this larger than life. This this is bigger than anything you've ever experienced before. It's huh. it's more unimaginable than anything you've ever seen before. Huh. Um, you know, and it's it's not 1938. You know, a guy picking up a car is not going to be impressive anymore right. um, in comics. Right. In the real world, obviously, it still is. <laughs> but in, <laughs> in comics, it's not going to be. You know, that's that's not going to be impressive anymore. But that was obviously impressive for 1938. But um, yeah. but yeah, this I think. I think these these issues more than anything show that Kirby's not messing around, and yeah. I think that's what you kind of touched on in the first when we first looked at the yeah. the cover. You know, this is Kirby that's that's unafraid to kind of go there, yeah. really, and unexpl- unafraid to really explore the space. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I love what you said. I I feel like if if people are reading this and wondering what there is to appreciate or how this is quintessentially Kirby, like that is so right on. One of those things is that mm-hmm. sense of scale. Where if you think about how, I mean, it is a wild ride and we go through so much of it so quickly in these three issues. But if you think about um, how much is established from the level of a bunch of kids, you know, sitting in an office talking to this, you know, gigantic, almost living place, you know, that um, that um, sort of dwarfs Superman itself, himself, Mm -hmm. you know, it just really is Kirby's um, facility with moving between like you know, really kind of like um, on the ground, uh, soldiers carrying guns, people socking each other to this kind of like, you know, uh, big, massive scale, not only setting, but action within the setting. It's like the setting is alive. You know, all these giant machines and these giant, these places organically interact with the, um, I mean, and I think that's the dynamism that people were like instantly recognizing like, wow, this guy's a master, you know, because he could do that Mm. so well. Like he could render yeah. action so intelligibly that, um, and so in such an exciting way, and um, move between those scales so ca- capably. Like, you know, I, I think we can talk about the writing later on and what we think about the the writing. Um, yeah. But if, if if we think about writing in the way that we should think about comics writing, which is namely writing for the visuals, like the fact that Kirby gets to be the, you know, he he gets to write. He, he knows what the artist wants to draw. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. what the artist is good at drawing and he gets to uh, set up so that the, the artist gets to do his very best stuff. Um, I'm not, mm. not saying that this is Kirby's best stuff, but he gets to show off his chops massively, um, which is pretty, um, you know, I mean, the range from the sort of cartooniness of the newsboy Legion characters and how expressive they are as sort of like cartoon figures you know with their yeah um, yeah big goofy cheeks um and uh <laughs> big goofy <laughs> cheeks you know what i'm saying like the, yeah yeah the, yeah for the facial expressions and the sort of range of um of characterization from big words and from flip and all these all these different characters to that sort of grand scale like world building all that gets to be done in these three issues and uh that's that's pretty crazy that's pretty kirby you know yeah, I mean, he covers a lot of ground in these early issues. Uh, these, these three issues uh, do go on a journey, really. <laughs> um, they, they take us on a real trip. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I think, look, talking about the, um, the actual writing itself, yeah. I, we, we, you know, I mentioned earlier about the Marvel method, which, you right. know, for those who don't know, the, you know, where Jack Kirby's coming from uh, at this point is the Marvel method, which was, Someone like Stanley, um, mostly Stanley, really yep. would would lay out an idea, like a, right. a general th- idea for a comic. You know, right. he would say, right, this issue of Fantastic Four, they're going to go meet Doctor Doom. Uh, right. He's going to send them back in time to retrieve Blackbeard's treasure. Uh, the thing is going to become Blackbeard himself. Uh, they're going to get into 
a few shenanigans and then the, everything's going to wind up fine by the end of the issue right. you know i can't i don't know we don't i don't think we'll ever know how much detail stan give jack but right. he would give him a a premise he would give him an outline right and jack kind would go away point a point b you know yeah, 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 or yeah. like these are the points I want to hit, and then yeah, yeah, Kirby yeah. would come back with twenty pages, twenty-one, twenty-two pages of dialogue of of, of, of art, right. and then Jack, uh, Stanley would add the dialogue over the top. Right. Um, and so that's the kind of the Marvel method, which seems, you know, unwieldy and kind of unsustainable. <laughs> which you know, obviously it was uh, to a certain point, but they got right. through a hundred issues almost and doing it that way. Right, right. Um, but did I don't know about you, but did you get the feeling that this was? I, I almost felt as though if I didn't know that it was just one person doing this, that this would be the Marvel <laughs> method realized because there's so many, especially issue 135, where it, I think the, the it really kind of, it, it, in all the kind of positive love that I have for this issue, it, right. it really does kind of throw fly off the rails, I think, yeah. really, kind of narratively speaking. Yes. Because yes. it's almost as though Kirby has these visuals, he has these ideas, yeah. he puts them on the page, and then he right. worries about the logic and the explaining afterwards. Right. You know, it's a, it's almost like he, he's like, right, I want, the, the front cover is going to be a hand, uh, not the front cover, but the, uh, yeah, the front cover is going to be Superman covered in loads of tiny Supermans. Yeah. And Supermen. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and then, you, you know, you turn to page one and um there's a there's a hand that's smushing tiny yeah. versions of superman jimmy yeah. olsen the newsboy legion yeah. and then we move into this kind of bizarre cloning factory where all these tiny versions and super giant versions of jimmy olsen and the issue kind of you know the the last act of the issue is the newsboy legion and superman fighting against this huge like almost incredible Hulk version of Jimmy Olsen. Sure. And it's almost as though Kirby thought to himself, I want to draw these. I really right. want to draw draw the hell out of these these concepts. I'll worry right. about what that means later. Yeah. And so yeah. you get these pages of exposition where it's like, yes, we are work for Darkseid and we are cloning them because right. these are perfect specimens. And it's like, what? What are you talking about? You totally. know, I'm dreaming. Totally. Totally, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and so it's it's this it's this bizarre kind of it's what I mentioned before about tripping over himself with ideas, you know, and yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think the structure of an issue is like I think he's a he's a much better artist than he is a writer at this point. And I think mm-hmm. we we are seeing his creativity kind of pouring out of him, like kind of falling out of his pencil onto the yeah. page, like, you know, and he and he almost can't keep up as a writer with the with the visuals that he's creating right right um, no that's a good i don't know i don't yeah. know if that's if that's if that's your kind of impression of it as well but um, yeah huh. no no i mean you put it much smarter than i could have ever uh stitched that together but that's exactly what's going on you know in the middle <laughs> issue in, in, in 134 right in the middle on page 12 he does the photo collage thing you know where yes it's oh. like photo negatives and he he's going to use that later on in various places but that yeah. more than anything like tipped for me the scales of like yeah this guy is definitely like i just want to draw this stuff i don't really, like mm. the story is going to serve that i want to draw this stuff you know? like, yeah yeah so absolutely i definitely get that same sense as you at that you know what you know what exactly is going on here you know throwing throwing mm. things on the wall and seeing seeing what sticks and how can we try to weave it together and that is that is like the wrong way around to writing and, you know, yeah. the, the funny thing is, I mean, and this is totally of its time in terms of the amount of exposition, right? But, like, mm. you know, comics of this time, it's almost like you don't trust the art to tell the story. You have to layer yeah, on the, the yeah. words to explain, you know, like, and, and I love that there's literally a panel. Um, I, I think it's in the same middle issue. It's in 134 where um, he's, somebody says, talks over, here's some action. 
right? He's mm. he, he, he's driving a, a who is this? this? Is one of the news this is I think this is one of the um, uh, what do you call it? The Harrys, and he's driving a motorcycle yeah. at uh, Superman. This is page uh, four of the issue, uh, and he's okay. dri- driving a motorcycle at Superman, and he says, "Talks over Superman. Here's some action." And the hilarious part about <laughs> that is he's saying that to Superman. <laughs> Yeah, he's doing it and basically driving the motorcycle at Superman who's like a rocket propelled motorcycle you know he's he's that's his thought bubble because he has to explain that it's a rocket propelled motorcycle because you can't draw a rocket propelled motorcycle you know yeah and the guy in the background saying clear out it's going to hit him like a missile at ground zero (laughs) and it's like yeah we can see that (laughs) we know we know what's going to happen we're literally we're we're right here with you you know (laughs) totally I mean and you know again that's comics of the era right like you you yeah sort of that's the convention but um so much good is done when you don't when you let the art speak for itself and i think it Mm. is funny it is funny that kirby as a kirby the writer feels like he has to justify or you know justify the ways of kirby the artist to man you know as he's yeah um as he's writing and i wonder i wonder as we read what how much that changes like if that goes away a little bit i am fascinated by that yeah and as you say like it's you when you see that in other works especially throughout the marvel method you know with right. stan and jack and stan and uh, steve ditko on spider-man you know you there are times when the writing is actively working against the art and vice right, versa right, right. you know because mm-hmm. they both have a different idea especially the later issues of ditko's work on spider-man um <laughs> you know there there are images and panels where the the art is working against the writing you know like <laughs> like Same the Dick, like yeah stanley had an idea for what he wanted to present dick i was like no that's not what we're going to do and he yeah. he brought, he drew something different and then stanley would have to kind of dance this little dance in his writing of oh he punched me off panel but it, it totally right. deflected and now i'm fine again and it's like <laughs> what is going on you know you you're almost seeing the war between these two people and, right. and it's here in these in these issues where it's like that war doesn't exist obviously right. but i think kirby is is adapting his you know or maybe he's subconsciously constraining himself to fit within a certain style of comics that were out at the time you know and so he's kind of he is like he's doing that thing where it's like you know a rocket propelled motorcycle he's gonna hit me you know oh (laughs) oh he has hit me it hurts you know you don't need to say that you know and and they don't say that in in issues these days um but again it's you think it's because of a lack of trust in the artist whereas obviously being Mm -hmm. the writer and artist he wouldn't Mm -hmm. need to do that but i think Mm -hmm. he still Mm -hmm. does because that is the that's the style of of what's going on at the time you know Um, and so he's kind of constraining himself almost to um to this to this style of writing that uh that hopefully as you say we'll see explore a little bit a little bit more as it as it goes on and see if that changes as we go through the issues yeah 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 but yeah yeah i mean go on oh no no, i was just gonna say it just leads down these funny roads you know like why Mm. is there a hulk jimmy olsen (laughs) yeah 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 why why is there a hulk jimmy olsen yeah and it does like i will say that that issue does kind of end on a cliffhanger so it's kind of um you know this this story is continued in the next issue um so you know maybe we'll get that maybe we'll get the explanation a little bit further down but maybe not you know i don't think there'll be time i think that's that's the that's what i've learned in these issues is that there's not really any time to kind of to sit and ask questions right um 
and to say like, why why is this happening and like right. there's not even enough time for the characters to do that because right. superman you know explains to jimmy olsen oh yeah this is a factory that clones people and uh this is number 43 you know right. of Jim- this is jimmy olsen clone number 43 yeah. and jimmy olsen's like jimmy olsen's like oh yeah um sure H- how's it done like right. no no not not like why 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 have you violated me in this like extremely morally like wrong way why have you done this to me it's like oh no hi hi number 43 yeah see yeah. you later mate <laughs> see you later yes. person that looks just like me um so you know there's not even enough time for yeah. for, for the characters to kind of yeah. come to grips with what's going on because they're they're thro- being they've been thrown through these issues yeah yeah i'm gonna take a picture of this one panel because i feel like this is like a perfect macro you know meta textual meme for this whole Mm. this whole thing it's it's page 10 of the last issue and (laughs) it's the priceless superman face jimmy olsen says this tops it superman first the project now this i'm waiting for an explanation and superman he has his hand on his shoulder and he has the most like his face is like um Oh my God! What is somebody asking me to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you looking at this? Yeah, like, yeah I'm looking says, at it as well. Yeah, he says, "Okay, while the others explain it to the boys, I'll show it to you." It's just like yeah, such yeah. A, like just that panel out of context is like a, such mm. a perfect explanation for it's such a perfect answer to the question uh jack what exactly can you piece together the story <laughs> for me and we're just going to make that yeah. piece for the remainder because i think it's just yeah it's be almost as though superman is looking out at kirby going dude this this is on you like <laughs> I'm, you're forcing me to do this i don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 crazy but it's brilliant and it's so much fun you know i don't think we've actually talked about the 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 idea that these issues are so much fun to read um and you know there's there's you know just the very the very idea that the new newsboy legion are the sons of the old newsboy legion (laughs) except they're exactly the same they they look the same (laughs) they're the only people in this in this story that aren't clones (laughs) (laughs) and yet they're just they're just taken over as like new ones it's like you know the idea of uh, of our children in in years to come doing exactly the same podcast but they sound exactly the same as us and it's like what what is happening (laughs) you know but but there's so much fun this is so much kind of um, so many ideas coming out yeah. here and it's br- brilliant so much joy to read yeah. Um, yeah and the fact that this is you know these are these are just the start you know this is just yeah. getting started yeah um and from what little i've read of the new gods in the fourth world and what i know of the story you yeah. know we're i've no doubt in my right. mind that the writing is gonna is gonna evolve at, a, at an exponential rate you know he's he's yeah. dealing mm-hmm. with concepts that are shakespearean in scale mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and um and to the point where they're so relevant they're so universal that they're right. still being explored today you know right. like tom king and mitch Gerads are doing wonders like amazing yeah. work on yeah. mr yeah. miracle which mm-hmm. is seeped in the law of the new gods that we're going to be exploring yeah 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 um and so yeah and so you know we're we're poking fun in, in a kind of in a light-hearted way because we right. know that you know that kirby is he is a genius he is the king yeah. um and and but yet these these issues are super crazy um yeah. and they're only they're only going to get crazier as we yeah. go through i think um, <laughs> yeah absolutely, absolutely. yeah so, yeah i i think you yeah know, what em- I mean, em- embracing the wild like you're like you're saying is really ought to be our our our, our slogan and our motto and you know this is kind of <laughs> for me this is the last piece you know i i had i last thought i have is it is bonkers and you think you have to sort of strap yourself in and and embrace that like that 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 will be the fun of it 
but mm. I'm always left. I conjured an image w- once upon a time while reading something about Kirby of him drawing late into the night and Roz coming in and saying, you know, come to bed, honey, you know, and he's like, okay, one more, you know, one more page, one more panel. And so there's for me, like, as wild and goofy and fun as this is, there's always also attachment to me that like, this was a, a deep man. And yeah, he probably mm. wouldn't, wouldn't enjoy or truck with our, our um, psychoanalyzing him while we're doing this podcast all the time. But I feel yeah. like th- there is, there's, there's layers to him uh, and all this coming from him as an auteur that, um, yeah. And, and also where he is in history and all that kind of stuff that is um, just totally fascinating and, and totally going to yeah. make this read through, uh, ground this read through, read through for me in some important stuff. Yeah, yeah, and I, th- I think like on that note, um, mm-hmm. you know, again, I'm uh, I'm conscious of time, um, yeah, yeah. but um, there's I found online um, a um, sort of an introduction to his work at DC oh, written yeah. by Kirby himself that was mm-hmm. was actually part of issue one three three. So Superman's mm-hmm. power, Jimmy Olsen one three three in the original. Uh, in the original issue, which I'd love to kind of read in the context of all the adverts and the the letters pages and all, you know, seeing what that kind of world was like. I love looking at those old um, magazine uh, kind of articles and things. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah, he writes an editorial um, mm. in in this issue um, that talks about. Um, I'll, I think I'll share it in full um, on the um, on online, so we can actually um, just have a look at uh, the. Mm you know, the context of it, and we can read it in full. I, I partly wanted to read it all out to you, but it's, it's two full columns of, uh, of writing, so I won't, I won't bore people with that. But um, but there's little bits that he says, like the, the introduction says, um, since this issue introdu- introduces a radically new Jimmy Olsen, we thought it appropriate to offer a brief bio of the man responsible, but who knows Jack Kirby better than he himself? So we prevailed on him to hit the highlights of his life and annotate some of his attitudes pertaining to comics past, present and future. Old fans should rejoice, new fans should welcome our reunion with one of the true giants of the industry. Um, mm-hmm. So that's the editor's kind of introduction. Yeah, and right. there's little bits and bobs. So, um, you know, Kirby says, I'm kind of compact and fuzzy and 53. Um, come to think of it, I began that way on August 28th, 1917 in New York City. Um, I can't say much about my childhood that would differ from the story of any other ghetto kid. I remember the Depression, selling newspapers, James Cagney shooting Humphrey Bogart for six smash weeks at the local theatre, while the real <laughs> thing would open and close the same night a few short blocks away. So it's it's you know it's it's wonderful kind of reading his his ideas, you know, his concepts, where he's coming from, and you know he says there he's fifty three, so he's fifty three right. when he starts writing these, you know, and right, we, we right. talked earlier about the idea of him being in touch with the youth and wanting to reach that youth market and right. and today i think if we if we saw like a 53 year old white man trying to reach the youth it would be kind of cringe and kind of oh yeah you know fellow kids kind of sure, um, sure. you know and we'd want someone of that of that age range to be the one writing the stories instead whereas here i think it's it's something else it's something kind of he's he's leading the change he wants to see in the uh-huh. industry yeah, and I think that's that. That's what I get the feeling from this, um, from this that he's writing. Huh. Um, and he says, the final thing he says is, in my opinion, uh, this kind of thinking can only be a plus for the reader. When an outfit is constantly immersed in anti-static output, it is well worth working for on this end, and earns faithful readership and friends on the other. 
Um, so he's talking about, you know, he, he wants to move things forward. He wants to forever be at the forefront of change. And he wants to see, he wants to be like, be the change he wants to see in comics, you know? Yeah. And, um, huh. and yes, yeah, it's, it's just wonderful kind of snippet. I'd like to share that with, uh, with the audience yeah. as well. So you can read that. And, um, but I think that's a good kind of final thought really about these, these comics. You know, I don't, uh, if yeah. you, I don't know if you've got anything else you want to say about. Them. No, that's awesome. I do share it. Cause I think, that might be a good place to either start or come back to in the next episode. Mm-hmm. And I would love to read Kirby's sort of self-description of where he is at that moment and his mission. And, and you know, next up, next next Mother Box, you know, we got, uh, <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. first first issues of all these big books. And, and I think uh, that would be awesome to kind of contextualize and, and connect to Kirby. Uh, that sounds great. And no, yeah, Matt, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just grateful. This is fun. Like, I'm, I'm all aboard for this and uh, hope, hope folks are too to yeah uh, ready ready to ride with us on this yeah <laughs> ready to ride on the whiz wagon <laughs> <laughs> that sounds that sounds vaguely dirty but <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah maybe we won't that won't be we'll the phrase say. yeah we won't use that as a tagline <laughs> we'll think of something else we'll think of something better <laughs> right. yeah uh, but, uh, so i don't um, this, this is good yeah 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 i think um the I think we should probably talk offline a little bit more about how we're actually going to be presenting this um, this moving forward, and yep. um, whether it ends up being its own um, whether it being its own show or whether it ends up kind of being shared between Comic Syllabus and uh, that's the issue. Um, we're still kind of a bit fluid when it comes to our plans moving forward, um, but we'd also you know I, I think I, I speak for both of us when I say we'd love your opinions on it as well. Yep. We'd love to know what you guys would like to like to hear. Um, we'd love to know um, whether you'd like us you know what you'd like us to explore, what you what you thought of these uh, of the this introduction to what we're planning on doing, um, and also what you you know what you would like to see from us moving forward. Um, really, we'll um, we'll try and do uh, do everything we can to um, to kind of really flesh out. Um, our our understanding and our exploration of, of Kirby. Yeah, absolutely. Thumbs up on all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so yeah, um, you can get in touch with us uh, as you as you normally would through our normal means. Um, you can reach me on Twitter. I'm at Matt Loon, M A T T L U N E, and you can get in touch with that's the issue at uh, at that's the issue on Twitter or that's the issue podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, what yeah. about you, Paul? I'm on Twitter at Tuply, T-W-O-P-L-A-I. You can email me at Tuply at gmail.com. And uh, uh, this is fun. This is good. We're we're going to keep this going. It's great, yeah. Brilliant. (laughs) 